Hartfield by Jim Davis for August 16th, 1978. I can't see it properly. Do you, do you need I to, am? like, clear your No, I think up? you need to move the... Um... Oh, my God. What, like that? Yeah, that's better, actually. That's genuinely that... better. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> Lyman, you got a housebreak, Odie. How? Swat him with something. With what? Yeehaw, partners, and welcome to another rootinest, tootinest episode of Whale. I don't like Mondays. This is forbidden. And I sure don't. With me, as always, is my trusty cowpoke, Catherine Kelly. Well, Catherine, why don't you say yeehaw? What's brought this on? And I'm your other host, the rootinous, tootinous sheriff I don't of the like West. This. I don't like this. I don't like this. This is cursed. Oh, well, I just thought I'd give it a bit of... um, Whatever that was. A bit of that guy, you know. What the hell was that? Well, he's one of those guys. Is he the guy that did... Um, like, he was in Robin Hood. He was in Robin and, Hood yeah, and Back to the Future Part that, 3. Yeah, that guy. Everyone knows who that guy is, Everyone but knows. could never tell you, you his name. Like, Imagine... Like joining a work meeting and everyone's like, yeah, go around, um, introduce yourself. You're like, hi, I'm... I can see where this is going and I like it. I'm Sandra. <laughs> I work in the accounts receivable department. I've been here for 15 years and I've been brought onto this project because of my experience on the customer service side. Okay, thank you, Sandra. Uh, next. Well, yeehaw, everybody. My name's Guy and I've been a rootin'est, tootin'est transformation support officer for the last three years. I've been mining for those nuggets of process improvement. Uh, 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 uh. I think I think that would be like... I think that would be the point where it, it could be construed as nothing other than a cry for help. <laughs> If you're gonna lose it completely, that <laughs> you might as well do it like that, is what I'm saying. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Um, oh, good God. I'll make my own friends. J.F. J. Sebastian. That's J.F. Sebastian. That's J.F. Sebastian. That's J.F. Sebastian. And J.F. Sebastian to you. Have you read. Um... <laughs> Let's pass the J.F. Sebastian. Yes. <laughs> have you read Do Android Stream for Electric Sheep? Yes, I have. Have you? Yes. Well, like, you sound really have, surprised that I've you, read a book. Have, well, yeah, but that's because previously I've seen you just tear pages out to eat them. <laughs> and that's, then you how, go like, that's how you absorb their knowledge. That's how, that's None how of you... this putting it under your pillow at night. <laughs> <laughs> you eat the book nice. and then you shit out the words. Wow. And then you get them published under the name of Jeffrey Archer. Hey! That's another bullseye. Fuck. <laughs> it's going to be one of those, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I've been wondering, like, why have I been getting anxious around lunchtime? I think it's because I take yeah. a um, stimulant drug and then drink coffee and then um, don't eat and then have... Have you eaten today? Anxiety. Yeah, you, you watched me hose that You've just eaten a single piece of gingerbread, which yeah, but has it, got sugar in it. But it's quite, a, sugar. it's quite a dense gingerbread. It... <laughs> It is. So you've so basically today you've had a load of condensed sugar, mm. coffee, mm. your government prescribed stimulants, mm. and now and you're an, wondering and an anxiety and an, and an anxiety. Yes, that's why I'm the rootinest tootinest. <laughs> um, this unholy combination, yeah, has resulted in the owl assault, which we have the just owl witnessed. assault. Oh no. Mm. Do you remember when we made fun of some owls by bobbing up and down? Oh, that was great. And they that were was like, great. 
They were little burrowing owls and we made fun of them by bobbing up and down because they were bobbing up and down at us and then they bob up and down even more, mm. like really furiously. Who was making fun of who? It Who's the real zoo who? now? Who? 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 Should we announce what this is other no. than a cowboy? No. Hello and welcome to I Don't Like Mondays. It's a husband and wife unedited Garfield podcast where we review every single... Well, that's what... What? Every single Garfield strip... Um, since the dawn of Garfield uh, until the present day. We are currently, we're still in August. <laughs> 1978. We're still in August 1978, and the actual date oh, is the 10th of the 11th, 2022. Um, so we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, the hell is that outside? It's, it's either Can a, anyone hear it's that? It's a bird. Oh, I, I think, think it was, it was a vehicle. It sounded, it was like, yeah. sounded like a combination of a gas leak and a bird scream. Or like, you know when a squirrel goes... Squirrels do make noises that you wouldn't expect. There was a squirrel... I saw a woodpecker the other oh, Did you? Oh, how nice. Was it one of the green and red ones? I think it had like a bit of red and black head Oh, going. I like them. So not like not the, not the green ones. Yeah. They go... <laughs> Woody Woodpecker. He was wasn't that an green. American one? Well, it was the Woody Woodpecker. Did they have different woodpeckers Did the America? woodpecker that Woody was based on make a sound that goes... I've no idea. Well, because Woody Woodpecker went, <laughs> and they're not notorious for their sense of humour. I can tell that you've had a lot of coffee and a no, stimulant th- drug. This is unfair because I would normally it's like have a this wall. Co- of I would normally, I would not. But you know, Woody Woodpecker. It's the Woody, Woody, Woody Woodpecker, Woodpecker show. <laughs> or <laughs> I'm a bird. I've got a big thick padding right, in my head. Please, please calm down. <laughs> Do not settle down, my beavers, on a podcast. That that is the greatest disrespect it is possible for a wife to apply. No, I'm just wondering if American woodpeckers, or if a certain brand of American woodpecker, makes a noise along the lines of... I don't know. Uh, How am I supposed to? Well, I mean, your conjecture is interesting. If you know, listeners, please do write in and let us know. Well, they've got different robins, so they must have different bluebirds. They do have different robins, which is a bit peculiar. We don't have bluebirds, which is why the song There'll Be Bluebirds Over the White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, I always wondered about that. What are you doing? You're doing everything at 900 miles an hour, but with a kind of chaotic energy that I'm struggling very hard to contain for the sake of this podcast. Which kind of makes a change. Well, I've had my morning coffee and I'm ready to... And your stimulants. Yeah. Oh, Christ. (laughs) What are you... He's logging into the laptop. Don't don't just like... He's getting a password wrong because he's doing it too quickly. Talk? I don't... I've got nothing to say. Well, yeah, but you... Oh, my God. How long have we been doing this? Well, this is episode 59. Is it? Oh, my goodness. That's nearly 60. So in 40, it'll be 100. Ah, I'm very good at maths. (laughs) You you are. You are like the Gary Kasparov of maths. The Gary Kasparov. The Gary Kasparov. Right. Idea for a cartoon. Is it it Gary Kasparov? Yeah. It's it's chess champions, but they're all birds. Okay. Name another chess champion. Brian... Eno. No. Musician. Brian Owl. No, that's an owl. (laughs) Brian Emu. Brian Emu. No, that's just a man bird. (laughs) With such as a long neck. Who composes relaxing ambient music. Right. And then really kicks off about it. Like, I like the idea, but I think that as far as brand recognition goes, (laughs) that, like, I reckon... Do you not like Brian Emu? Like, sure, but the the chess relation there is very slim. 
I reckon we'll have at least we'll have one or two listeners going. Oh, I know another chess player. Oh, there's like a famous American one that I genuinely can't remember the name of. There's that butt plug scandal that was going around a couple of days ago. But I don't know. A couple of weeks ago. Oh, fucking time! You've got no concept of time, have you? Listen, if somebody puts some vibrating objects in their bum that cheats at chess for them, that's their business. Very funny. I have. You could do it. Is that even even a real thing, or was that like a, a Reddit post that got? I don't know. I think there was a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing around it. Um, but at its core, haha, um, I like to think... A core is an opposite of a bum. Because an apple's core is like a... Well, no, but like a, you're putting like something into the tube. core of a person up through the, through the medium of their butthole. Now we're back to Philip K. Dick. We are. <laughs> to Android's dream of electric buttholes. Um, uh, yes, anyway... Um, I think at, it heart, at its heart, I think there was something interesting happening there. But right. but I fundamentally didn't want to look into it any further. Emphasis it, being on the word fundamentally there. Yes, very good. Um, also into. Um, it would have made the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire coughing scandal much more fun if there was a sort of app controlled... <laughs> I just had to spit out a tea. Oh, no. Because you were thinking of like yeah, a Bluetooth of, never bother. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, your your next question for £125,000. Is the capital of Uruguay... <gasps> oh, so you so you know the answer, do you? Yes, I know the answer. <laughs> the only person who could get away with that is Matt Berry, because that's his natural bitch. Yeah. I know the answer. <laughs> oh, I'd pay to see that. Not in a sex way. In Just a in a, you know, yeah. But then, like... It's sort of the opposite of doping because you could have Olympic sprinters, and then like the... do they get gingered? Well, no, I'm saying do, the opposite. Can you of, ginger an Olympic? I'm, I'm saying to do the opposite of that. So like, all the sprinters are lined up. They've all got a. An oh, so it would be like a. Um, it would be an impediment. Well, I'll, I'll tell. I'm saying. telling you what it is, and you could. You don't have to guess because. Oh, I'm excited! Can, I want to join me, in because you can give me a moment, and then you'll know. No, that's no rather fun. than being like, oh, what you can do, like, oh, could you go into uh, the fairy liquid bit, factory? Bit, bit, like, that's not bit, what I'm talking settle about. Down, no, <laughs> I need to be found my bunghole. Oh, well, there's yeah. a cat on the wall. It is there, mate. Oh, there's a God. cat on the wall. In, Look in, in the case... telly. Do you see it? It's um, I can see. Oh, leap. oh, there it is. Isn't yeah. that nice? It's so, the little one with the bell. Um, listeners, in case you're wondering, it is very much. I am dealing with the grey cornholio right oh now. My God. No, all I'm saying is you got your, your runners lined up. They've all got a remote control butt plug in, and the controls for each butt plug is in a different team's hand. So the controls for the British <laughs> butt plug. Is in the, the German Americans, hand. Right, okay. German is in the American, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so, as they're running... No, hurdles would be ideal. <laughs> because, because as they approach the hurdle... And then, because you'd have, like, you'd have geniuses of the tight... Like, what is the right amount of well, time to confuse someone's bottom to make them fall over a hurdle? And that would be... Yeah, that would be an element of it. And then there would also be, I think, an element of... Um, uh, training for the surprise of yeah. the... The, it would be a whole new sport. Yeah. It would be a it would be a discipline. People would have the hundred meters butthole handle focus. <laughs> you think they'd be like special cameras? <laughs> like they have on, what, like they have on the cricket stumps. What they'd have to do is have a camera like <laughs> hovering over the app on the on the on the team for the yeah, interference. And then yeah. a close up on the, the person's face. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you can see the finger slowly going down and then it cuts to the runner and they go, Ooh. 
and then either stack it or just power through that sort of. Oh, the... that's a very good, uh, very good bit of distraction there, run by the Germans. But uh, no, it has had no effect whatsoever. It's the English team there wearing the prostate blaster five thousand, um, <laughs> using technology that was previously used in pneumatic drills. Uh, if this is triggered at the precise moment, this could really be the downfall for the English runner. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, we've, we've invented sport. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. All right, throw a javelin, but it's a big dildo. No. No, I don't just, like that one. It's just much. throwing a dildo, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's just a hen night. Okay, darts. Yeah. But instead of darts, big dartboard. Right. But tiled. Right. And it is a dildo, but it's one of those suction dildos. And you've got a... Th- you know, like a, a dildo? Yeah, I know. Not, I know. No, 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 no. You're being crass. No, I'm not. No, not I no. know exactly what no, you mean. Don't. No, you don't. No, I do. No, like the long ones yeah. that you can then do stick Do you stick to a wall? wall? I know exactly yeah, yeah. what you mean. Well, I was worried that you thought I was talking about like a hoover. No. Or something. That's a fucking hoover. No one... <laughs> a fucking hoover. Yeah, there's not even a thing. And if it is, it shouldn't be. And then you throw them at the dartboard and everything else is the same. I just... I feel that feels crass to me. Whereas our idea for the hundred meter hurdles, <laughs> hundred meter anus distraction yeah, hurdles, that, is, that's that's that's, that's, pure, a, that's a masterpiece. Um, right, that's, that's, I see. Is this, is this a masterpiece like your your idea for a painting of a dog shitting in a Tesco? Yes, yes, it that is. Was, that was have we, dis- have we has this has that been mooted on this podcast? It's been discussed pre- on this podcast. It yes. is, a, it is of this parish. Of Shitting in a Tesco's car park, yeah. yes. Like a really beautiful one. Like with a... Oh, I remember, yeah, because we discussed the necessity of having a... Like a, a floating bag. bag. Yeah. yeah, like a ghostly, translucent plastic bag drifting in the wind. And it would be like a November day like it is today. Like mm. with just a few leaves, sort of orange, and brown an and gold. dog. Yeah, clinging to the trees in the background. The yeah, an, an, an anxious looking dog. Yeah, it is, it is shaking. It's possibly some kind of greyhound type. But it, it's anxious, but it's also staring a challenge mm. at the viewer. Quite whiskery, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, yeah it, as it just curls one out into the car park. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is it. F- episode 59, we're just we're rehashing all the old stuff. We're going to do five minutes on Big Dinners, the violence ape. We'll talk about like, Talk ghosts. yourself. I've got, you know. Go on, then. Wow, wow me. With no, your... I don't have anything specific. Okay. I can give everyone an update on what I've been up to. That'd be nice. What have you been I've up got to? really bad eczema at the moment, but the cream I got for it is helping. I, now, you said I'll, I'll give an update on what I've been up to. You're saying you've had eczema like it's a yeah. hobby. Like, I've, I've been up to some eczema. Yeah. I've had some yeah. some dermatitis. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd pass the time with a mild twitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a, a staple of the um, Cat Kelly oeuvre. All right, fair enough. Uh, did a load of writing. Uh, oh, no, the screen's just went off again. Oh, but the, the recording is... The, yeah, recording. this happened last time. Mm, there was much anxiety yeah. in the house. I'm oh, funny about with the audio again for this. As you can see, there's yeah, two different, different, two different, different audio two different tubes. There were two different ones last time. And then, ah, but there's this now. What's that do? What's that yellow bar do? That's is it like double yellow lines, which means we can't park on it? It means we can't park on this podcast. Right. No parking. No parking on this podcast. No. Was it a no park? No, it was free parking in the Monopoly, wasn't it? The Monopoly? The Monopoly. Free- oh, yes, it was free parking. It was free parking. Yeah. Which I think got you like a single monopoly dollar or whatever they're called. Single monolop. A monopoly. A, a monolop. A monopoly. I believe is the, the, the thing. Um, I've realised another shit transformer would be a um, a glider. Right. Well, because 
It would have no motive power of its own. It would have to be dragged into the air by another transformer or vehicle. Yeah. And then would have to glide. Like, useful for reconnaissance, but once it got into wherever it was reconnoitering, it would have to just sprint out. It would have to be, like, maybe a boat, a, a boat, a motorbike at the same time. A motorbike and a glider at the same time. Well, no, not at the same time, but like it, could, it could be. Like a triple changer. Yeah. But then it would have to be like a push bike or something, because if it's... Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. A useful, useful, useless Transformers. I, I like it. Does, it does interest me, Megatron turning into a gun. Like, I'm the great leader of the Decepticons, but my alt mode is entirely dependent on someone else. And I have at no point reflected on that and the necessity for, for example... Cooperation. Cooperation, yeah. like a, a society that helps... I think that's a classic example of, um, and I know we've discussed this before, because Transformers has come up myriad times due to it being one of your special interests. I just like the blokes that do, and, and do that a car And that sometimes. is fine. Um, but I, I think that's a classic example of where uh, you can start with um, a, a very prescriptive uh, beginning that is sort of fundamentally in and of itself valueless, i.e. here's a toy we need to sell, and then using that uh, the boundaries of that come up with some really interesting and fun and thoughtful stories. Which in the is, same way that, you know, the sonnet form creates... The sonic form? The sonnet form creates good poems, she says, pathetically. Or the way we take Garfield, cultural icon... Or an in fundamentally and avoiding tran- it. We transmute it from <clears throat> this is the from philosopher's stone. This. Mm. this is the philosopher's stone. We have discovered the alchemical secret of... Producing gold from shit. Yes, um, and the answer is to insert Garfield into whatever you're doing. So, like Rumpelstiltskin, an old man in a in a tower, you know, long wizened beard, running Windows ninety five on a machine in the background, um, composing, composing, compiling, <clears throat> constructing a a new and exciting enchantment. He adds a sprinkle of Garfield. Eureka! There it is. Right. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'm very tired. <laughs> well, see, this is this is why I was bringing my powerful cowboy energy in order to help bring you up. A rising tide lifts all ships, you see. Or the mm. rising tide swamps the little rowboat that's already got a hole in it. Wow. And, and, and it's just feeling a little bit sad on the corner dock. What? The rowboat is me. Rowboats in disguise. Yay! Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, Transformers, but it's like all them... Swan boats that are pedalos. <laughs> uh, Transformers butt is what a Geordie says when they're getting like bum enhancing yep. surgery. A Transformers butt, will you? What uh, do you think of my idea about the Transformers that are swan pedalos? Swan, yeah, that would be. Or pretty... the ones that you like would have um, on the sea on a holiday I'm in the Mediterranean. Sure in Fallout Four, there was a character who was a super mutant that had one of those pedalos on his back, or maybe wearing it as a hat. Not as a way that I know in Fallout Three. There were NPCs with trains for hats to get the trains. That was the only way they could get the trains. But this was like this was a a character who was wearing a pedalo as armor or as something. I'm fairly sure. When was the last time you were on a pedalo? Decades ago. Decades ago. It must have been when I was a child. Genuinely, must have been when I was a child. But I have been on a pedalo. It might even have been at Lightwater Valley in North Yorkshire, which was a. They used to have some. Do you know what we could? Or it possibly in like Tenerife or somewhere. Do you know what we could feasibly do? Go on a pedalo. Well, we could feasibly buy a pedalo. 
Gumtree probably has one, like a lake that's closing down to focus on its ducks. And then we could take it down to the Thames and just, like, swan up and down the Thames. Actually, you can't, because you need a... A license. Are you to sure? Take a boat on I Thames. don't think it, that's not a boat, though, is it? That's I mean, a little... yeah, you, need, you do. You do need a license to go on to to be in command of a boat on the Thames. So if I took a kayak and, and I, put it on the Thames, I might, I'd need a license. I'm ninety percent sure of this. There's a ten percent chance that I'm talking out of my ass. I think you're talking out your there's ass. There's always a ten percent chance that I'm talking out of my ass. But and here is my um here is my modicum of sort of authority on this. I used to go rowing on the Thames. Remember? Yes. Um, and um before coaches can um. Uh, take a little, you know, speedboat out to coach you. And before the coxes can actually cox a boat, you have to do a training course, which involves navigating the Thames because it's a tidal river. Um, so that involves like things like knowing where the flow of the tide is going to be at any one given moment and which side of the river you have to be on in order to catch the tide in a rowboat versus a... Um, now, the there's, there's, the two, there's two things here that I, I am, think... I might... am pretty sure that you're not allowed on the Thames unless you've done that qualification. So, for the... For the I could be wrong, For the, but... the, the boat yeller, for the, for the bloke for the bloke who's all on like, go, go faster on the launch. That's got yeah. an engine. Yeah. And so that's a different thing. And the cox is somebody effectively directing, like, big captaining a boat. Steering so the boat, That's yeah. why I think that might need additional things whereas if you're just a wanker with a kayak or a paddleboard no, I, I do I do genuinely bed. think you you are supposed to have some kind of qualification are you looking it up yeah can you take a pedalo on the Thames do you need a license to kayak on the Thames do I need a license to paddle on the Thames if you're paddling on the non-tidal section of the river Crickdale Bridge to Teddington then Teddington Lock yeah something you something so no you're probably wrong Catherine is this that you definitely do? Is it, do you need you do need a license, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Let's just change this to use a pedal. <laughs> so it turns out that I was actually right about it. I wasn't talking out my ass, right? So almost like having experience in something can give you, yeah. Anyway, no, I think we should get a pedal. <laughs> right. And just pedalo up and down the tent. Just do it anyway. Presumably away from the police Until, who will be well, chasing us. Yeah. And come, but come on. Like, avoiding Imagine the Imagine that as a getaway vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> like a swan pedalo. There's something slightly Simon well, Pegg about that. You'd, like, drape something over yourself and then shout, you can't touch us, we belong to the king. And then frantically... <laughs> like a white sheet. Yeah. And then frantically, like, pedal away. Yeah. yeah. No, we're a lord of swans, mate. No, I'm just a fucking massive swan. swan. I've not got a big bag of swag and I'm not wearing a black and white stripey jumper. I'm a swan. Do you reckon if you dress like a traditional robber, (laughs) so black and white stripey jumper... I've got a black and white stripey jumper. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The thing is, when I finish a sentence, that's the sentence finished and then you can, like, build on that. (laughs) No. Whereas, like, oh, here's here's three words. Like, oh, actually, let me tell you what I think is going to happen with it. No, it's a... ah. Dress like a robber. (laughs) Black and white stripey jumper. Domino mask. Big bag that says swag. Yep. Try and rob a bank. They'll probably think it was like a bit or a Yeah, but then you'd be like, no, this, a... Is a, this is a robbery. And then the clever thing is, when you're running away from that bank with your bag of swag, no one's going to stop you. Because Especially if not if you're like suspiciously turning around to look behind Ooh. you, like really ostentatiously. Yeah. And then you could... Maybe with a couple of bills well, flying out the Well, what bank. you could do then is um, you can have an accomplice 
who could run behind you in like an old-fashioned old 19, policeman's 1920s outfit. policeman's with a, outfit with a rubber truncheon with a rubber truncheon and a um, red and blue flashing light tied to his head with a whistle yeah and, and then between thief, yeah and then between you no one would bat an eyelid yeah no, like you because if if you were a copper and you saw that you'd be like well I'm I'm not going to apprehend this person because I'll be a fucking laughing stock yeah and so yeah I think we've cracked should we try this no. No, you're probably no. right. Where would we get a bag from? Where would we get a getaway peddler from? Where would we get a getaway peddler? A gum tree. Yeah, yeah. gum tree. Yeah, I mean, you, I wonder how much a second-hand peddler goes for. <laughs> Too much. I bet you can only get them in job lots. I reckon. I bet you can only get like 50 peddlers at a time. Not like get them from macro. They're yeah. just in pallets. You get loaded up. I only want one. Yeah, sorry, I can't split them. It's like Hank Hill trying to buy that field injector. Could mm. I buy 12? But mm. I don't want 12. 12 peddlers. Could you refit a pedalo to have wheels? That's called a bicycle? Oh, no, you'd have four wheels. Obviously, because oh, it'd fall over if any had two. It'd be silly. Little cars that some people had as a kid. You yeah. Know, like a little pedal But cart. like a grown up sized one that you like pedal around the place at tremendous speed. Probably. You could probably like retrofit a quad bike to look like a pedalo with a swan head. <laughs> <laughs> So gut a pedalo, drop it on top of a quad, and you just hair yeah. around villages. And then like just park it next to a village pond. Like a really a really picturesque sort of village oh, in Surrey. No. Little, you know, all thatched cottages and all that, and little quaint shops. And then like when people when people come to feed the ducks, you can just be like, quack! Well that's quack! It. Okay. So you got your pedalo. Swans don't make a noise though before you write in. Do not write in. So they're called mute swans? Because you stick them in the end of the trumpet and it goes... Ooh. Right, so you've got your pedaling. Yeah. It's gutted, it's got a quad bike in it. You yeah. and four Could mates... You take it on the motorway? You and four mates <laughs> yeah. in white polar necks. Yeah. Bit of orange <gasps> orange paint on your oh, nose. Oh, no! Now you're a gang. Find a, find could, a picturesque... You could turn it into a goose. Find a picturesque pub and then loiter. People, yeah. People sit down, you wander up. All right, how are those crisps going? I'll fucking have one of these. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, goose squad. Yeah. And then you get away in your in quad your bike. Quad bike. Come goose mobile. The goose mobile. The goose mobile, yeah. Look out, everybody. All right, I see you're having a fucking sandwich. Oh, we'll have that. Um, I like the idea of uh, the goose mobile, yeah, just sitting next to a village pond and then being all like, yeah, honk. Honk, honk, motherfuckers. We are here now. Where's, where's that bread at? Did I tell you about when... So there was a, um, a nice pub uh, in the somewhere in the Midlands that I went to with my family once. A nice pub in the Midlands? Like a villagey sort of... I know what you mean. Countryside. I know what you mean. Area. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it had a little pond out in front. Aww. That people used to fish in. And we fish in? Yeah. Was it a big pond? Well, it was big enough to have a fish in it. Because when you said little pond, I was thinking like a tiny, like one metre square. Well, I was no, like, that, who the fuck is ridiculous. fishing in that? Uh, the long and the short of it is we were sitting outside and I felt something peculiar on the back of my neck um, went into the loo and there was a fish hook in the back of my neck. Um, which Like had, in the back of your neck? Yeah, in the, in the, in oh, the, in the meat of me. Oh, God. Um, which had, like, the, luckily it had snapped off the, 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 the line, the line yeah. rather than there being any kind of cartoon hijinks as I was attempted to be reeled in. Fucking hell. Did it, um, did it cause bleeding? Uh, I, it caused some consternations. I oh, said I to imagine. my mother, hello, mother, could you please remove this from the back of my neck? Did your mum laugh? I don't think so. Let's see, why would she? 
Because it is quite funny. What? <laughs> oh, is it? I love it. I it was getting caught by a fish hook <laughs> as if you were a little fishy. Oh, my God. It wasn't, like, I didn't go for it. Like, <laughs> What's this that, that's flashing bright colours and has a bit of a feather on it? Oh, no. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. And if I was going to do that, I'd have got it with my front rather than the back of my neck. I can only assume that the guy like cast, it, cast yeah. backwards and as he was sort of like giving it, it that, flown off. it yeah, stuck in the back of my neck. How bizarre. Yeah. And unpleasant. This is probably going to be one of those things where I call my parents and, and mention it to them. And there's a 50-50 chance that I'll say, like, no, that didn't happen, guy. You're just imagining that. Which, it's yeah. a very firm memory. Gaslighting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they'd, like, actively choose to to try and confound me about this. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a very different thing. Would you, mm. this is a genuine question, would you drive that said Goosemobile? Mm. Right. Like so, you would. Oh, oh, that's the entire would. question. Yeah, would, that's you, it. Yeah, would you would you have a go on a quad bike that was dressed up like a goose? Of course, of but course. you have to also like resemble a goose. Even better, like you've got to wear, as you say, the white jumper and the orange nose. Fuck yes, I'd pull up to people eating a sandwich. I fucking have that sandwich, kick them in the shins, and off, <laughs> off I go. Have a little air horn to make the honks. Oh god, that'd be really. Imagine good. getting on a golf course. Oh, you could hide in a bush, wait until someone was nah, about to you take a swing. You wouldn't hide. No, no, no. You'd, what I'm saying, you'd go for no, the fuckers. No, wait, wait, hide in a bush, like in the quad bike. Wait until they're about to take a swing, and then as they take the swing, it's not just like honking the air horn. Is that so, like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, honking the air horn. It's it's emerging from the bush. It's revving up the engines. It's churning up the neatly manicured lawns Flying of the golf bits course. Of sod and yeah, mud it's it's heading like making a beeline straight for the golfers, sending them scattering in a flurry of panic. How good would that be? I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be invited back. But no. it would be great. <laughs> what a way to go out on your golfing career. <laughs> Yeah. Hong 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 hong. Oh, well, I'm really sad good. that we can't do that. Like I'd do that for a for a autumn evening. I'd pay to do that. Would you should, yeah. we, should we make that a new act? Like you can go to those bars where you throw axes and mm. all that. We... Do those places serve alcohol? Because it feels like they shouldn't. They do, yes. Oh no. Mm. Oh dear. Yes. Um but yeah, I think we should we should start that up. We should buy a we should buy a golf course. Do you remember when Donald Trump buried his ex-wife on one of his golf courses? Wasn't that like quite a recently a tax thing? Probably, I think it might be a tax thing. Yeah, yeah. What a horrible want, man! He is a horrible man. I don't, I ah, don't want to talk about him. I have a, a question about the sort of flurry of fake blue ticks on Twitter. Oh right. I don't think we've talked about this before. Where do you think the responsibility of satire is with regards to misleading people? Because, like, I, with the proliferation of fake news and propaganda and lies and, and bullshit that's out in the world, if you make something that's a satirical... Like, if I used one of those um, web uh, JavaScript browser, you can edit the text on yeah. anything. And if I amended the Guardian front page to have a headline that's very silly, but at first... Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw something where someone had literally just done that. Yeah. Yeah. Like... 
where does the responsibility lie on the person making that to not intentionally mislead? Because I think... Well, I think it's partly to do with the shouting fire in a crowded theatre thing, isn't it? Um, it, There's a... If that is likely to incite genuine violence or hate speech, then you just shouldn't do it. That's not what I mean. I mean, about like it, it's about adding to the untruth that's out in the world, even if it is... I like, I saw act, somebody... The act of doing it is a form of nihilism, I think. Um, it's a it's a kind of it's hurrying entropy it, it's I, introducing so much noise into the system that the signal can't get through and for some people that is an act of nihilism in in the face of what they perceive as being uh, you know a hopeless situation Daphne was a nihilist what? Daphne who? in Fraser. she was oh, a nihilist yeah. no um, never okay don't worry about it I'll edit that video yeah um, let's put a marker on that Mm. Um. Yeah, completely throwing me now. It, so there's people who um. Uh, what's his name? Like they'll they'll mock up Ben Shapiro tweets mm. and be like, ah, oh, I'm I'm bad. At, ooh, it's the post. Oh, I, I'm bad at having sex because I'm bad. Ha ha ha. And then people will dunk on that as if it's real. And like part of me thinks that you know these people say and do enough stupid stuff that you don't need to make stuff up for it. And part of me thinks that by adding to the the untruth that's in the world, by like increasing the noise to signal, as you say, that that's actively deleterious. Well, that is that Not- is information um, warfare, isn't it? Increasing the noise in the system so that no one thinks they can trust what they read, so that people say, "Oh, they're all as bad as each other," and then just disengage. So, like- which, which reduces the amount of effort that you have to do in terms of. Pushing forward your own agenda. Yeah, so it's, like, it's a well-known disinformation tactic. Okay, so so if somebody tries to make something satirical mm. and people believe it on the face of it, mm. like the you know, hello, I'm a conservative MP. My name's John Lies, and I'm mm. the MP for Lyington. And you tweet something, and then people believe it. Is that like if if you don't intend for that to trick people, and it does trick people, does the intent matter? Is that information warfare, or are you? Inadvertently, I think the outcome can be. I think it's ambiguous because warfare it's implies ambiguous. activity. It, it, it can be both things at once. You know, the outcome can be that it increases the amount of noise in the system and therefore makes it harder to find the the signal, as I said, um, and simultaneously that it casts light on the inefficacy and of the system itself that is not equipped to um, distinguish or to sift the. Hey. You're being very cocky <clears throat> and you're a bit no, like crackly. You, no, I'm you are. Because I, I can hear you. <laughs> like, this is just my normal talking voice. That's your normal talking voice. No, it's not. That's me being loud. But you'd drop down into this. No, that's, it, this is my normal talking voice. And it sounded like you needed to clear your throat or something. So I thought I'd move this closer to you. Can you just not with the sound well, business? Well, I want to make sure it's audible. I mean, I know my bits are audible and they're the good bits. But occasionally people might want to be like, you know, see how the other half lives. Let's... Let's listen to what Catherine's saying. Like, oh no, that is bad. Let's go back to listening to Guy. He talks about pop. Settle down, Beavis. And cowboys. Um, what would a cowboy pop tart <clears throat> be flavoured? I don't know. I've got nothing else to say now because we're apparently on cowboy top pop tarts. Car- cowboy pop tarts. I, I enjoyed watching cowboy pop tarts. I didn't think the. Live I thought we were having version... an interesting conversation then, but apparently it's on cowboy pop tarts. Well, we were having an interesting conversation. <clears throat> so, please continue. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. I think, you know, lots of things can be simultaneously true. 
that it is an indictment <clears throat> of the system um, when it's impossible to tell fact from fiction without doing a significant amount of work to dig into it. Um, that it's um, uh, irresponsible at best and malicious at worst. I was going to say, do you think it's, it's someone... irresponsible? And do you think the responsibility is on the person making that to either not do it? Well, I, or... I kind of just said, I think. I think it's ambiguous. I think someone can... Someone who is claiming that they have just put something out into the world and it's not their problem or their fault if people choose to interpret it in a way which results in a net negative outcome are being disingenuous. Um, and if they're not being disingenuous, then they are inherently part of the problem um, in the sense that they probably don't understand the system and are just flinging stuff into it to see what sticks. Like that <clears throat> woman who was feeding bears on her lawn and she was like, well... It's not my problem if the bears become acclimatised to human yeah, contact. Yeah, that's disingenuous. And food from other people. It, it, it's yeah, and and <clears throat> it's disingenuous at, at, at best and actively malicious at worst. Because right. like I'm th- I'm thinking about world thinnest skin comedian Andrew Doyle, <coughs> who created that Tabitha Dale quote unquote character, which is oh look at me I'm I'm a very woke woman, you know. Um, he ended up hiring somebody to be an, an actress to perform as her and got a single star um, in The Guardian for his, for the um, Edinburgh Fringe show. Well, that I was. Because, think... like, that's, that, that's bad, but like, obviously it's bad and it's foolish and it's making someone up to be mad at. And the joke is, look at this person who wants to make the world better. And then similar things happen on, on the left. You, you get people, again, like making up... Tory MPs, my name's like Roger Badman, and you know I'm I'm delighted to. I think that stuff works when there is an accepted. It's related to the kind of idea of the Overton window, isn't it? When the accepted bar for <clears throat> discourse is at a certain level, and satire can be immediately identified because it drops below the standards of that agreed window, but. There's been a lot of noise about, oh, you can't make it up, you know, satire is dead and all the rest of it. And I don't think that's true, but I think it's harder to effectively satirise um, awful things. I think the 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 best way to satirise... I don't think you can use conventional satire, which is sort of straw-manning um, an extreme position in order to denigrate and show up a position which may be ostensibly milder than that, but, you know, nonetheless, the implication is, look at the slippery slope that we're going on. Um, this this extreme position that I've created as a form of satire is where we will end up if we keep on this path and therefore let's rethink it, which is kind of the underlying function. You know, think you think of like, um, you know, a modest proposal and, and, and all those kinds of classic examples of the genre. Um, <clears throat> but I think where we are at the moment is that we it's so extreme and that the positions being espoused by mainstream politicians are so disgusting that they are impossible to satirise because they're almost at the bottom of the barrel and there's not much further to go. And so instead of having that clear delineation between here is what a politician is saying and here is what an extreme and awful example of that politician would be saying, they're almost one and the same, so you can't distinguish between them. Yeah. And so there's it's impossible to satirise something which is already appalling so so i think i think a lot about mel brooks when i think about this kind of thing you know who people say well how on earth can you possibly satirize the nazis he didn't he just laughed at them just hit the thing he just laughed at them he just made fun of them because sometimes that's the only thing you can do that's you know is to is to diminish it and to and to make it small and petty and stupid and and you know 
if you're not going to punch them, which you should, that's the kind of verbal equivalent, I think, in some ways. And I'm not saying it's the only way to do it, but my preferred option when someone is annoying me on the internet or I think they've got a stupid position is to just make fun of them, to just try and say, I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, just just to waste their time and to and to make them look as stupid as possible. I wonder. If, I think it's the only thing you can do. I wonder with with the way sort of the way the internet works, the way sort of algorithms pump various kinds of bile in various different directions. Whether sort of the, the Swiftian satire of modest proposal and you know, like, hey, look, here's here's a, a terrible um, end point, which I'm I'm pretending is a. Is a, is a rational thing in order to send up, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I wonder that, like, given that the internet's given every goddamn fool a voice, part of the problem is that people will not only not see that as satire, but not see it as satire and agree with it, and then feel emboldened by the fact that it's yes, out there. I agree. And so by seeing, like you were saying about the uh, politicians having awful opinions and it being difficult to race to the bottom of the barrel because they're already there, there's always the worry that if somebody says... If somebody makes a fake tweet from a Conservative MP or someone like that saying, I personally believe that if you don't wear a poppy, you should receive a fine and a beating. There'll be people who not only miss the satire, but agree with it. And in agreeing with it and seeing it presented elsewhere, feel emboldened and feel like it's a more widely shared view. the, 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 um, the, The modest proposal works because of the dramatic irony um, of the assumed position, which is that the reader disagrees with the proposal and that the reader automatically recognises that the proposal is extreme and unconscionable. Um, and the fact that it's couched in such reasonable and measured language is part of that response because the reasonable and measured language um, pastiches, uh, you know, the sort of expan- the, the pamphlet, the um, the political speech, um, the the classical um, measured tones of someone who's been trained in traditional um, rhetoric. rhetoric. Exactly, yeah, and that's what it's doing. But it relies on the audience reaction of, there's some dramatic irony here, we know that this is a joke, you know that, I, that this is a joke, um, isn't this terrible? But that requires a degree of metacognitive thinking and reflection that I just don't think some of these people have when it comes to assessing the validity of a point. Or, yeah, we're, or, we're back to media studies being disparaged. We're back to media studies being disparaged. Yeah. And, and I think the point, going back to Andrew Doyle, that one of the reasons why that stuff is just, it's just not funny is because it, it has no self-reflection. There is no dramatic irony to it. So Philomena Kunk is fucking hilarious because of the dramatic irony between what's presented on the screen and what we as the audience recognise as, um, you know, someone who is playing the part of um, that particular kind of, of nonsense documentary maker. Um, and the, the uh, and it, it's sort of making fun, it's being silly in that way. Um, whereas something like um, the character that he created, it was just parroting right-wing talking points, Um in the sense of um, attempting to satirise the left, but they hadn't actually. There wasn't any close observation. They, they were satirising. They were satirising their, their own view exactly. Yeah. So they were, it was an echo chamber in which it was it was just parroting the lines which the right had made up about what the left was saying, and therefore it had no truth to it. It, it had no self reflection. There was no value to it in terms of it casting light on 
um, a particular form of discourse. Yeah. It, now, it, there it's are people an exercise on the left. in people clapping, yeah. like, clapping each other on their backs yes. and saying, hey, yeah. look, aren't, aren't, aren't the left bad because I've made this straw man of yeah. what the left Yeah, it was are. essentially, it was a right-wing circle jerk. Yeah. And, and, and it just wasn't funny. And, you know, the left can satirise itself. God only knows it does it every day. Um, much more effectively. Um, and there are things that are funny about that. You know, sometimes, not, not what he created, but, you know, sometimes when you, you look at some long discourse on something and you go, oh, my goodness, this is ridiculous. Come on, people. Um, but it's, they, they just seem to be incapable of having that degree of self-reflection that enables them to do that. And I don't think... I don't think it, it's hard to tell where that comes from. I think it's probably from you know, familiarity breeding contempt with their own work. It's from not, and from a lack of familiarity, from a lack of willingness to understand other people's perspectives I, I and an inability to put themselves in the position of other people. That's so they're just talking if to themselves. If you're yeah. like, if you're very right wing, you tend not to be disposed to seeing other people's point of view mm. or to thinking, you know, how does this person work? Why does this person I, either work? Either through want? natural which inclination is, or through just never had to, yeah, never which, encountered the necessity. Which is why you vote, like, which is why you lean to the right, because yeah. anybody who isn't like you is wrong and bad. It's a they don't, argument, but They yeah. don't have their reasons yeah. to be wrong and bad. You're, they're just wrong and bad. Yeah. Whereas if you're more self-reflexive and if you if you think about what you do and why you do it and think about other people, you're more likely to see other people as things with intrinsic human value and try and... And there'll be, probably be some people listening to this and going, oh, well, yes, but you're both left-wing people and therefore you would think that. And it's like, well, yeah, but that, it's it's a circular argument. Reality has a left-wing bias. Um, there's a really good reason why a lot of academic... There was something I saw recently which was like saying, oh, well, here's an example of bias in academic circles where, you know, only a certain small number of people identify as conservative at universities. It's like... You're looking at this the wrong way round. <laughs> the correlation is not causation there. There's no, There's no bias against conservatives. It's that people who have spent more time actively engaging with trying to, in good faith, better understand the reality of the world we live in and the complex socioeconomic, political um, drivers that result in the outcomes that we see are more likely to be left-wing. Yeah, it's because, like, why, well, why aren't there any right-wing yeah. comedians? Well, it's because if you want to make somebody else laugh... You've got to put them in yourself in their shoes. Yeah, like you're, if you're trying yeah. to make art, you, you're going you to just you're gonna a, lean that way. You can't just have an echo chamber circle joke. And the right wing will laugh at themselves, but only in the way that... They won't laugh at themselves in terms of making fun of themselves. They only laugh at themselves in that they will they will tell themselves a joke and then clap themselves it on could, the back about it's it. It's a congratulatory. It's congratulatory, yeah. And it could be argued that what we're doing now is a congratulatory circle jerk, but... Fuck off. <laughs> I don't think it is, though. I th- and I think that it comes back to that kind of circular argument about reality having that left-wing bias. Um, and I think it's harder for people to recognise that, particularly when the political systems that we swim in are so deeply entrenched in ideas of, you know, the free market, capital, all of those things being um, almost the default status quo. And anything outside of that narrow band is is political. And somehow that's apolitical and hmm. everything outside of it is political. But of course, that's not true. Everything that we do is political. You see this when you talk about like, you know, oh, sports teams shouldn't bring politics into something or don't bring politics into it, which is an idiotic statement because every single choice that we ever make from a day to day basis is political. It has to be because I, I think people just they think politics is just you know, elected officials or unelected officials arguing about, 
stuff in a big hall somewhere, you know, in the West. That that's what we see of as politics, and and it's not. It's it's everything in our day to day lives. Um, and until you can kind of you know peek behind the back of the tapestry and and see how it's put together and why things work the way they do, people just assume that. The, the way that something has always been is that way because that's naturally how it should be and it's the status quo. Um, yeah, you, you get sort of things like... that. That's how you get people saying stuff like, oh, well, women are just better at looking after children. No. Are they? Really? Inherently? No, actually. Not necessarily. For starters, find try and find a control group where, you know, <laughs> cis women have not been socialised to to grow up that, that thinking that that's what they're supposed to do. Then have a look at the... Um, uh, the the ways in which society punishes women who don't fit that particular stereotype. Um, then have a look at the ways in which society pushes men away from caregiving roles by undermining them through use of in homophobia and um, uh, and emasculization and all those kinds of things. And then they say, "Oh, well, no, it's just that's just the way it is." But but people just don't take the it's time to step back and say. It's it's not the way it is because of some, you know, the way that the rules have been written into reality. There's not some programmer who's just put some, under, you know, some code in and said, this is how it is. It's because we have collectively decided that that is how something it's, should it's be. A really and difficult... every single act of engaging with that system is an act of politics. It, it's almost like trying to sort of, trying to spot a negative, trying to, to spot something that, that's missing. Mm. And the only way you can do that is by sort of seeing the shapes... The shape around The, the, the yes. shapes things make when they yeah. bump against it. Yeah. So there are people now in the UK who are fully grown adults who have never known anything other than a malfunctioning NHS, mm. for example. Like, they've never known anything beyond long wait times, overworked hospitals. Mm. And I know, like, the NHS has always been a very busy organisation, because of course yeah. it is. But after, I remember in the 90s and 2000s, yeah. it was all right. After, after 12 years of, yeah. of, of cuts and ideological choices... It's now in a, a situation where people are waiting years and years and years to get seen, even for the very first thing about, you know, whether it's a, a gender identity clinic, whether it's mental health stuff, all of this sort of thing. People are waiting for an awfully long time. And that is all some people will know. And when that's all you know, it's very difficult to picture things different mm. because it's water is wet. Yeah, the sun, exactly. The, 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 sky, water, the sky is blue. It's difficult to know that pay should increase in line with, like, the minimum wage has been the same for God knows how long. It's difficult to think, oh, of course minimum wage should be, like, A, livable and B, increasing in line with inflation year on year. Mm. Because if it hasn't been, and if, if things have just been stagnating, and that's all you know, it takes that sort of, not exactly metacognition, but it takes the ability to step back and see the shapes around the gaps yeah. to realise that those gaps are there. And... That's kind of terrifying because how do and you... people have not been equipped with the um, tools necessarily to do that because of the cost of the education system. Yeah, and like how and it's no one's fault. It's when, just, when well, that, apart from the Tories, when the ability to spot that is lacking, how do you build upon that to get to a world where that lack diminishes? Like how how do you how do you reach people and say this this could be different? And it is, because yeah. there's always, we've all been... Well, I mean, some people have done a lot of research into that, you know, it's to do with making it personal, showing them examples of people who used to think like them but have now changed their minds, um, you know, and appeal to emotion. You can't 
give people facts on this stuff because it doesn't have any difference, particularly if their political views are so deeply entrenched with their identity. That's what I was going to say. They, We've talked they, about yeah, this before. That they, about that they're, they're unable to separate the two. And in that case, you know, saying to them, actually, this is a political decision will cause them to immediately harden up and back off because they'll go, it's not a political decision. Don't be ridiculous. This is part of who I am. You know, well, it kind of fucking is political. It's just that you can't see it. Um, yeah. Anyway, long story short. Um, the, the, in answer to your question, um, I think it's it's um, it is impossible for an individual to abrogate themselves from the responsibility of what. What does abrogate mean? I think I might have used it incorrectly. I think it's to um, uh, remove responsibility for something from themselves. Or I'm thinking Nothing to do with again. trees. I'm going to look it up now. I think I might have used it incorrectly. Welcome to Dictionary Corner. What does abrogate mean? In the next 30 seconds, please tweet at IDLM Podcast on Twitter. No, I'm absolutely right. It says repeal or do away with. Evade. So, yeah. Um, I was right. Well done, subconscious. Um, You made me question myself then, which often happens. Um, Uh, Hey! No, I think... What do you mean? I I often make you question yourself. (laughs) It's a good thing. It's a good thing to be challenged. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's. I think it is someone who's claiming that they have. It, it's the same argument on the left as you get on the right of someone coyly holding a finger up to their mouth and going, "Me, <laughs> I never meant to do that." As they chuck a petrol bomb into a um, crowded room and then run away, saying, "But the fire alarms went off. You can't blame me." It's the same thing. You you can't send something out into the world hoping that and i think that's part of the algorithm as well that they know that something that will cause controversy um either because it's on the left or the right will get engagement and for some people that's all they want for some people it's monetizing it whether that's on the left or the right on that so i and so you they can't they can't absolve themselves of responsibility um it's disingenuous to claim otherwise but that doesn't negate the element of satire it's just that the element of satire i think is ineffective because um it's so so close to what it's trying to um uh emulate that pose law comes into being just to, to sort play. of sidestep from this similar sort of thing um i was a modern hero today were you what and you i, I replied to somebody's stupid tweet Mm. And then deleted my reply and just blocked the person instead. Oh, well and done, you. That was genuinely difficult. Um, I will describe well the stupid tweet. Uh, as we are recording this, former health secretary Matt Hancock is on Have I Got Jungles for You? I've never watched a and, single episode. Uh, instant, idiot columnist Dan Hodges tweeted Is he the man with the big head? No, that's Brendan. That's Brendan O'Neill. Brendan O'Neill, that's the one. <laughs> Incoming message from the big giant head. <laughs> Um, tweeted something along the line. Oh, there's a black cat on the shed. Oh, yeah, it's my little buddy with the ear. Tweeted. Oh, Look at how little Bourbon looks in the middle of that massive thing. Oh, by yeah. Way. Um, tweeted something along the lines of, um, I think you'll find that Matt Hancock did more than anybody else th- there for people during the, the pandemic. Fuck all. And, like, A, I suppose in a way he did because. His job was health secretary, and everybody else was boy George. It's in the same way that if similar. I were if I were a refuse collector, um, and I spent all Wednesday like doing my job, clearing mm. up the streets uh, and emptying the bins, we'd be like, "Well, she's done more for the streets of this town than anyone else." I, we'd be like, "Yeah, because I emptied the." Bins. I'd change that analogy slightly and be like, "If you emptied one bin and then kicked the rest <laughs> over, yeah, that's true, and then and then scattered the rubbish, yeah, yeah. then you'd still have done more because that's your job." And I, yeah. I was, I like. I replied with, "Are you are you saying this for 
the generation of like outrage engagement, or were you just kicked in the head by a horse until you thought that this kind of muck made sense? And I thought, I don't need to do this, I'll, I'll delete it. But either this person is saying that in order to get share engagement, like outrage, uh, outrage yeah. engagement, which, you know, is a thing, or that is the worst kind of wooden spoon fucking participation trophy bullshit because people like Matt Hancock's got blood on his hands. Oh, yeah. Like, in a way that is is almost incalculable. He made monstrous choices and people died as a result. And to say, like, oh, well, he did more than the other people there, well, like, fractionally, he didn't, like, his job, if done properly, thousands of people would be alive today. Thousands upon thousands. And they're not. And to say, like, oh, well, you know, he did more than anybody else... They're all they're all minor celebrities. Not, he's not going to shag you. It's, it's, he's not going to shag you. It's just I like, especially when the the right are like, oh, people want participation trophies, you know, oh, you, oh, and it's the old every accusation is an admission thing, and it's just the most like, well, yeah, in a way you're technically correct, but also in a wild and big way this person could have done so much more mm. what are you saying this for are you just saying it so people dunk on you and more people see your name because ultimately the number of clicks is what matters it doesn't matter that 10,000 people are calling you a shit there are a lot of people who it think means that, that you can say yeah, who think hey look 10,000 people have spoken to me yeah well that's, that's how they make their money you know the, showing that you've got numbers is gonna make people invest in paying you to do more stuff because that drives advertising and again, like it's to. it's the sort of thing where if that's in the water, the, and if the algorithm just feeds you opinions like that, you will become emboldened emboldened in having those opinions. Mm. You will start thinking, "Yeah, what are people doing this for?" Blah blah blah. And it it's it's like fucking lead poisoning. There are, I think, a few people who really need to take a long, hard look at themselves when it comes to who they are, um, who they are boosting, and those are people who work in media. Who were the kind of people who just say, "Oh well, you know, everyone's got to earn a living." Oh well, it doesn't really matter who you work for. Oh, you know, it's all a bit of you know, it's all a bit of a game, isn't it? Those people have blood on their hands as well. Yeah, de- and, demonstrably. Yeah, yeah. You're, there you're... are some things you don't do. You don't work for the Daily Mail. You don't work for any of their peripherals. You don't, you don't work, work for the, the Telegraph. You don't work for the Sun. You don't. You, you don't even work for their advertising division. You just don't do it. Oh well, how else am I supposed to earn my living? Get a fucking temp job like the rest of us did. You know, I worked receptions. I wanted to be a journalist as a kid. I wasn't, you know, because I, I just looked at it and I'm like, I'm not doing this. You know, you don't you don't do those things. There are some things you just do not do with a clean conscience, and no amount of justification is gonna wash that off someone's hands. And that is something that I feel really strongly about. Um, and I think there's an element of that as well when when some people kind of move from now this is my opinion um <laughs> not guy's opinion we are two Ooh. separate people oh where's um, this going i'm already anxious no, we are two separate people and my opinions do not reflect on him but i've seen some comedians who've moved into a space where they've become more successful um and have neutered their opinions on some of these matters um and to the extent that um it's hard to tell where they stand anymore Ooh. um and i've seen it happen on twitter um, you know, they stopped about posting this about stuff. Who's this? Um, Don't say. No, of course not. No, but, no. Like, but I've, I've, and, I've, and I've only seen it on one or two occasions, and I've thought, you fucking coward. You coward. Huh. You do not do that. I've not seen this. 
The opposite of that is Nish Kumar. The opposite is great. Nish Kumar. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nish is lovely. I was yeah, briefly Nish, worried. like, oh God, has Nish done oh something? Christ, of course no. he hasn't no, because he's an Nish, incredibly Nish has done the opposite. Yeah, man. exactly. And Nish has taken that and run with it as, and he's used his platform correctly, you know, to, to, to talk out about important things. But I've seen some people, not big people, not big people, obviously, you know, but I've not seen... Not big peeler. Not big peeler, no. <laughs> I've seen some people who've like, as they've moved towards, uh, you know, like the little sniff of success in the water <laughs> and they've kind of just maybe compromised themselves a little bit on one or two things. Maybe not, not, you know, not talking about something can be just as damning as talking about it. And I've thought, nope, you don't get it either. Um, oh, well, I'm, I'm excited. But again, that's my opinion. Is. Not, not necessarily guys. So, you know, oh, no, I, no, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm probably on your side here. That's really interesting. Huh. But um, yeah. Anyway, so you know, and this is why I don't make friends or climb the greasy corporate ladder. But you only have integrity, really, and no one can take that away from you. So, you know. speaking of integrity, mm, I don't want to. No, I don't want to talk and, of integrity. And and yet, we in must. the form of a disrespectful orange, in the form cat. of a disrespectful orange cat. Oh, All you I have is your integrity, and we are currently spending that integrity. Analyzing the motivations, hopes, desires, dreams, thoughts, deeds, actions. The words of Garfield, which is ironic because he has none. Mm. He has I have only... no words. And I must lasagna. I must lasagna. <laughs> Again, what idiot called it Tom and Jerry, and not I have no mouse and I must scream. That's very good. Thank I like you. That. It is. Some, like sometimes I can <sighs> say and do funny right, things. Right, fine. First panel. Uh, Lyman and John are... Oh, fuck, this is such They're, a waste of my time. These are, this is such a waste of time. These are morphologically different creatures. <laughs> Those are not the same species. A John and a Lyman. No, but genuine. Like, if you saw two no, creatures right. with heads this different, yeah, you'd right. be like, at some point, way back, the evolutionary trade branched out. Because John Arbuckle has big round eyes, either a nose or a philtrum, and a mouth that's quite small. Lyman has... Two little pinpricks for eyes, and then either a very small got, dash for a nose, a hamster or, living on his or face. another set of eyes underneath. He's got a hamster living on his face. A moustache that reaches to his temples, and a bit like they're... Imagine the size of their different eyeballs. Look at that yeah. picture. No, you're he, right. Lyman they has are got two different species. spider eyes. Yeah. And <laughs> spider eyes. <laughs> To like spider eyes something. Yeah. Spider eyes, spider eyes. Sees Garfield whatever comic, a spider can. Some eyes. Oh. Yeah, all right. Fine. Looks at flies. Goes yum yum. Shoots some silk. Spider eyes. Spinnerets. <laughs> anyway. Hey, that was a rare moment of us playing a similar game. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Doesn't happen often. No. Um, yeah, so John is, yeah, John is saying to Lyman, Lyman, you got a housebreak, Odie. And Lyman says, how? And that's it, that's literally John the first John looks panel. tired, heavy-lidded. Yeah, Lyman looks, both, John. I guess, as, as in the... I tell you what, though, Lyman's... They're just ne- talking about animal abuse. Lyman's again. neon green roll-neck sweater. I would wear that. Fuck me, I'd wear, I'd wear Like, that, that yeah. is a that's lurid a green yeah, colour. And a roll-neck as well? <laughs> Like you're a kind of neon. It'd be like a reverse screen, a reverse green screen. So like you could get a weatherman to stand wearing that, and then they would project the weather onto his chest. Just have to like (laughs) pat at himself. And over here in Atlanta, by the left nipple. nipple. (laughs) Uh, How? Then panel two. Swat him with something. Says John. With what? 
says Lyman. Nice, we're doing this. Um, <laughs> Lyman looks like he's being puppeted by a giant. He does, and it looks like he's got, his hand is a completely separate entity that's just emerged from yeah. the back of the it's, it's a real, like... This is poor cartooning. It's a real... There's there's a lanky hippie beneath yeah. him using one rod yeah. for the arm. Yeah. Um, so presumably they're talking relating to the um, OD having a piss in last week's the, strip. The OD piss incident. The OD piss incident. <laughs> the OD piss incident. That's so right, that was, Snake. That was definitely an SCP. <laughs> Snake, your mission is simple. After the O.D. Pierce incident, Selino Yask has been almost impossible for American forces to penetrate. Selino Yask? Yes, that's right. A small dog did a wee on a tabletop and got bonked on the bottom. On the bottom? Yes, Snake. <sighs> the, see, the reason I go for Snake God Eater is, is because I can't do Colonel Campbell's voice, but I can do Major Zero. And so talking like this is a little bit more reasonable. And then go like this. Your solid snake is very good. Very good. Mm. <laughs> right, read the whole of this comic in the voice of solid snake. Lyman, you've got a house... Bra- ha- no, hang on. Okay, let's do it this way. Lyman, you got a housebreak, Odie. Odie? How? Swat him with something. With what? Welcome to Garfield. You got all the dominant genes. I got all the Monday's genes. Lasagna, laziness, Garfield, they were all in you. This is where we're going. This can't be happening. They can. (sighs) I'm sorry I imposed this on you listeners, but here we are. Every time you swatted Odie on the bottom, you were swatting your own brothers. Play with me in this space, he says. <laughs> right, so in the final part, It's Garfield, and he likes Mondays. Uh, That's not true. He likes lasagna. John is there, and so's a dog. Okay. I can't believe I'm being hit on by the famous John Arbuckle. <laughs> I'm trying to draw a disrespectful cat, but I'm dummy thick. <laughs> the clap of my ass cheeks keeps blurring the drawing board. Drawing board. Okay. Anyway, right. swat him with something with, with what? what? Yep. And then panel Final three. Panel. Yeah. Garfield appears. He is holding aloft a loft. Is it a baseball bat? A baseball bat, yes. What's that attached to it? Is that it's, like a plaster? It's going to be like one of those. It's going to be a label that says something like Lil Slugger, and it's going to be the brand of the All baseball right, bat, okay. presumably. Uh, both John and Odie look surprised. Um, look, John, John, looks John surprised. Lyman. John looks surprised. Lyman, it's impossible to tell because ah, his eyes are so tiny. No, no. So Lyman's eyebrows... Oh, he's got a little line. In, instead of being raised, are off to the side. I don't think he has his eyebrows. I think those are a Charlie Brown look. I don't think those are his eyebrows either, but I like the idea that yeah, because, <laughs> because Lyman's sideways. a fucking mutant... <laughs> his eyebrows go sideways. His, his eyebrows are just all over. <laughs> <laughs> They've yeah. just gone 90 degrees. John looks really They've panicked shocked. and gone 90 degrees. His eyes are really wide. But yeah, it does look a bit like, um, you know, in Charlie Brown, when they have the yes. lines on either side. Charlie Brown. <laughs> One day, Snake, I will kick that football. Um, right, Garfield is holding the baseball bat aloft, and I think we are He's got a supposed look. to surmise. He looks very satisfied. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's literally it. We should look at the comments. Hit, hit a dog with a baseball hit bat. Hit a dog with a baseball says, bat, apparently. Says Garfield. The says cat. Jim Davis. Says Jim. Wow. Ad- advocating animal violence. <laughs> wow. Representation is approval. Mm. And I think the one thing that we've learned is that Jim Davis thinks you should do in a dog. 
with a baseball bat. Jim VG Davis. <laughs> That's that's, a that's niche. an in joke. Yeah, I don't know if anybody listens <laughs> to this that knows what that means. That. Let's look at the comments. There's only twelve of them. Jason Michael seventy five. According to my cat, beating dogs up was a good idea as recently as yesterday. Thank you very much for that update, Angel Princess seventy two. It's cruel. Odie is so innocent though. Okay. That, that though isn't really necessary no, it because isn't. no. Because it's because though suggests the that it, well, it, it it undercuts the entire sentence, doesn't it? It's so cruel. Odie is so innocent though. Oh, and I said, oh, no, it's, so it's superfluous. Though. It's superfluous. Because I thought it would be like, it's funny, odious, so innocent, though. Like, the though implies that it's... Yeah, it's because the though is incorrectly used. Yeah. If you take it out of the sentence, it makes sense. Garfield, Garfield, Garfield says Derek is for God. Okay, thanks, Derek. Cool. It's advocating for Jesus by just repeating the name of a cartoon cat all over again. Uh, my... Imagine a street preacher preaching Garfield. Actually, don't. Um, Did you say that because you knew I was just about to be like, gather around my brothers and sisters? Yeah, and there we go. We're not. We're, we're, we're going to get away with it, viewers. Stay with me. And Stay on with the first me. Day, Hold my hand. Come on, we can get through began it. began to nap, and I nope. say unto you, come on, gather round. Let the power. No, nope. come on, come on, folks. We can do layer it. Layer upon layer of my, miny boy cheese over nine years ago. Ragu. Says, oops, I forgot the nail. Fucking hell, I forgot the nail. Wow, presumably the nail in the baseball, baseball bat. bat. Yeah, but this is horrible. The baseball bat, I like it, says Luco457. Jesus. Mighty Aphrodite says, stay out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's that. Stay I, out of I this. think it's supposed to be directed at Garfield. I as in, like, the com- it's, it's directed at us. Yeah, it's directed at the viewer. Yeah. Stay out of this. <laughs> you wind your neck in. Uh, Don't you dare break that fourth wall. Lake of Bacon says any votes. I didn't, I didn't know it was an option. Destroyer Mc20. Hello, I'm Destroyer Mc25. Oh, hello. Would you like to see my assortment of burgers and nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, presumably because of McDonald's, not because the Scots are an inherently yes, unhealthy because people. Because of McDonald's. I just thought you were being like no. just weird about our friends in the north. No. Oh, uh, uh, Yeager Outcast says Garfield for Smash. Right, okay. Uh, Cookie1371 says, Lyman needs to go. He's a bad influence on Garth. I think There's you'll no find punctuation in that, that Garfield has already shown himself to be quite a disrespectful animal. Okay, thanks, Hungry for Quisps, who says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son. He that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Proverbs 13.24. Spare the rod and spoil the child. Hungry for Quisps, thank you very much. And Fat Cat Animation says effectively the same thing. By saying, violence is always the answer. Yes, a traditional Old Testament perspective from both sides of the coin there. Yeah. Well, I think we've... Um... I'm done. That's it. We're done. We're finished. I don't have I... to talk about Garfield now, again. Now, I've needed a pee for ages, but because I'm a professional, I've just been clenching powerfully, like Popeye's arms post I also need to go to the loo. Well, this is going to be an interesting race as we scamper upstairs on all fours. Folks, if you need the loo, why not leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts? Just tell us. Thank you very much for listening. It's been Um, lovely. Thank you. You can email. Oh, we're being stared at by that cat. You can email us at idlmpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us. blinking. That cat is slow blinking. You can tweet us if Twitter is still around at idlmpodcast. We also have a Patreon, which is idlmpodcast or other patreon.com slash. IDLM podcast. It helps us pay for hosting. Uh, you also get a special bonus episode every couple of weeks or so called I Don't Like Birthdays, where we look at birthdays and other big events throughout the Garfield ages through the prism of Garfield. Uh, you also get a, a higher reward, very intermittent rewards, because our lives have basically been collapsing mm. on a kind of sine wave. Mm. 
Um, so you can do that if you wish. Uh, if you don't wish to do that, none of my business. That's fine. Uh, leave us a rating and review if you can. Tell your friends. Post about it on Facebook. Give us a tweet because it's lovely when new people find this and think, a Garfield podcast, that sounds stupid. And then they listen to it and go, well, I was right, but at mm. least there was less Garfield than I thought there would be. Um, yeah, Catherine, you're now just looking at your phone. Yeah, well, I've got nothing else to say. It's been lovely to join everyone. Thank you very much for for speaking to us. Okay, well, I guess all that's left for me to say is, like, well, how do you like your Mondays, Catherine? <laughs> what do you think about that there day of the week? You've had the weekend, now you're, oh, you're back in the office for some beans cooked over a Settle fire. Settle down, Beavis. And, well, I guess you got to, oh, those boots, and like I've got a house that's made out of wood, and maybe I drink water from a creek and then poo a lot because I didn't boil it before and so I've got the parasites giving me a water Guy Kelly is uh, describing his youth to everyone there. <laughs>